The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. You know, those are all the positive things, but of course, with all the positive things, you also have the other other side of it as well. And you can become someone who is very good at adopting to all sorts of different characters. But but then who are you? I mean, who actually are you? Because you're kind of there wanting to, not wanting to, but you blend in in a way and you're kind of not necessarily listening to who you are yourself. It's a wonderful chaos. Tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. Like a nephew and niece. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers and the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it we are on today, Bambos, with Marie Ekeholm. 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 Scandinavian, right? It is Scandinavian. It's and from Sweden. Lives, and she lives in England. And she lives in England. In a Dutch house. In a Dutch house. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a wonderful chaos. We're talking to her about My Dad is Bipolar. And this is a fascinating show. It could be the most random show we've ever done on any wonderful chaos. So people ask me, how do you come up? First of all, no one believes that we do a show every single day. Like no one get, no one can think, what do you mean? Like you do one show a week. No, it's every day. Every day. We're fully booked until the 11th of August, pretty much. Yeah, 5 p.m. Central European time. And the next question is, where do you come up with these ideas? <laughs> and the ideas come as I'm lying in bed next to Ronnie, sitting there, and I'm thinking, that would be a wild show. That would be weird. And so as I on one night, as my eyes are closing, I'm thinking about a man I've worked with for many years, probably 10 years. And the man was utterly bipolar. Like I felt it. I saw it. I experienced it. I basically saw my dad in that man. And so I'm now sitting there kind of feeling into my body. I'm thinking, God, isn't that random? Like, and then I know he wanted to introduce me to his daughter and she's in my Facebook. And I look down, I think, how random would it be to ask her to join the show to talk about her father being bipolar? And he knows nothing about it. <laughs> of course not. But he would love that we're doing this show because he's always wanted us to connect. And he's always laughed because he has never been, um, I would say, he's never uh, pretended that he wasn't bipolar. He's never, he's never acted as if this isn't also part of me. So mm. in that way, there's a beauty also in, in him. And I don't want to throw him under the bus. This is our experience, not, you know, not crap on this man who I love as well. Yeah. Like when I hear you speak, yeah. like in my body, someone having the what do we call it bipolar bipolar disorder is the one that we're this clinical term does not classify them as someone that you just pick on or like diminish it's a condition yeah and then they have to learn how to navigate that yeah and if you know that of that person their behavior doesn't surprise you as much and you can make peace with that but as a kid that ain't easy you know that is not an easy feat so I, and I'm sure we'll discuss with Marie her experience, but I had to learn how to make peace with the shame and the discomfort of being with him as a child. And I've done it my whole life until now. Everyone feels that shame when they're with me. <laughs> when I play with dogs, especially, you know, I don't feel that with you. No, but Ronnie does. It took Ronnie a few years to say, she says, why are you so friendly to everybody? Like in a way, like, I have no boundary of saying, hi, nice to meet you or something, which which isn't necessarily bipolar. But what I wanted to say is there's sometimes a similarity when someone behaves a way that doesn't make you comfortable, that, that that's how it's similar. You know? Behaves a way which is not in society norms. 
for, for, for example. So, um, so Marie and I have actually never met in terms of spoken to one another, as far as I recall, maybe to organize this. But so we know very little about one another, except we both have one man in common, which is her father. I love it. In a way, by not knowing anything about her, it means that your questions will be authentic. <laughs> it will be. So I think it's great to bring her on now and, and finally get to know this woman <laughs> who we share so much in common with. Marie, welcome to the show. Hello, Marie. Hi. I was really enjoying that. Just uh, listening to you two. We, we, we could rant. Yeah, we can rant for way too long. <laughs> like, I have to say that I have a question mm-hmm. that rings in my head as soon as, as, soon as we met behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And please forgive me that this is going to be the first question, um, but it's really coming from curiosity. Mm-hmm. To what degree... Uh, not even knowing if you're in a relationship, did you attract men that had similar qualities? Do you know, I was definitely going to cover that subject today. But it's not until, uh, in retrospect, you realize why you make the choices you do. I mean, my first choice was to go completely the opposite. Um, Because, well, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk more in detail about how it is to be living with a parent who has uh, all sorts of letter combinations. But you don't you don't really have it's become it's it's the gravitation is is that individual so everything happens around that individual and you kind of kind of get lost your your identity is kind of like floating you're not quite sure who you are because everything is around that person and it's not nothing negative i've never looked at my childhood as a negative thing at all there's lots of really positive things but of course it then shapes you with the choices and how you react to the world and uh, one of those things which is quite fundamental is choosing a partner because that obviously affects all sorts of people so uh, because life was quite um ter- what, what do you call it um i'm trying to find the english word uh t- chaos Terminal. i was just kind of peace just like that and when i met my ex-husband uh, ex-husband <laughs> it was very much like that it was horizontal and it was wonderful it was so peaceful and then it became really boring <laughs> really boring <laughs> so uh, i went yeah i went extreme that way um in my first relationship so um, wow. i guess that's part of part of the answer to your question uh, yeah. I, I already know there's going to be a fun show just there's a there's a kind of energy that carry your words when you're speaking yeah so i want to thank you for that no worries yeah you threw me off of that first question because my brain explodes <laughs> with like yeah, go for it <laughs> wow well i i also know from andy uh, his experience with his father he became really good at managing people and emotions in his life as he was developing and i'm wondering what, what are some of the skill sets that you developed by being with your father well, I mean, that's completely right. Uh, I was the other thing I was going to mention was that if you if you came to a dinner party thing and they're all kind of very quirky and eccentric, all of them, I mean, I don't really do the kind of <laughs> that sort of uh, grey or vanilla, if you see what I mean. It's sort of, uh, and I guess that's, you know, those are all the positive things. Mm-hmm. But of course, with all the positive things, you also have the other, other side of it as well. You can become someone who is very good at adopting to all sorts of different characters but but then who are you i mean who actually are you because you're kind of there wanting to uh, well, not wanting to but you blend in in a way and you're kind of not necessarily listening to who you are yourself i suppose i don't know if andy um has you're been- fucking freaking me out right now like you're just like jesus this is my life back at me i didn't have it i didn't know i always thought that like i had my my experience but jesus yeah. all i've done in my life is I, what you I, said I have to say you're, you're you kind of shouted in my ear i'm oh, sorry about that i'm like i'm like i'm like i'm like did you look at what did you read a book did you look at my back what's going on no i i i, I my whole life I've yeah. brought the most eclectic people that would have no association with one another if not for knowing me. Like yeah. I remembered in Japan, I lived yeah. there and they're very insular. Every group sort of lives in its group. And I remember having the woman who was basically the head town chairman who was running the whole show and had all the properties. And then I had this friend 
who was a random character with blonde hair and 13 earrings, which yeah. was the only man with blonde hair in that little village. And those two came together, uh, which they would have never in a million years have ever been in the same room, if not for connecting to me. And they had this loving connection that was just because I created whatever space that brought them together. And, mm -hmm. and, and I never, as you said it, it kind of, as I said, freaks me out because there's a weird, beautiful way where I never saw that associated with living in that household. No, no, mm. exactly. Well, those wow. things just come sort of later and when you reflect on things uh, and wanting to kind of understand how you've been shaped in both positive side, positive ways and also, you know, those aspects that maybe have held you back. So it's kind of good and good and, well, not good and bad things. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's just understanding yourself better, really. Yeah. The adapting thing you mentioned is also something which is mm -hmm. kind of piggybacks off that first point. So when you saw adaptive, I would call it a skill almost. Mm -hmm. Did you also, where did you say, where did it serve you and where did it not serve you? So where did you say that was something that I really valued, but that was where it wasn't, where it wasn't serving me anymore? Well, where it served me, I guess it's, uh, I can, uh, I can, well, I can get on with literally anyone, you know, I mean, I guess it's, uh, I don't have often people say that I'm not judgmental, you know, maybe uh, that's sort of uh, something that's, I mean, for, <laughs> for example, I can, I can have, um, I have quite a few couple friends, man and woman, and I'm very good friends with both of them and they can quite easily talk to me about quite intricate things in their relationship with me, even though they know I also have a friendship with the other partner and they feel very safe and secure with that. So is that kind of not being judgmental? Like him. <laughs> yeah. Like him. It's it's like they could tell me the worst thing about the other person and then they know I won't hold judgment to them or the other. So, yeah, I never saw this as a byproduct of my dad. But if I'm honest and listening to you, I can't deny that there's something actually there I've never seen before. So let's get this straight. Andy. My dad, dad, who I've been throwing under the bus for this every show, and, and I've just got to be yeah, grateful. Yeah. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. So Andy's ulterior motive for the show is for him to discover himself through you. That's yeah, it. I'm, I've got everyone it. Everyone else watching, forget you it. You're not now. <laughs> I'm, I'm <his> mirror. <laughs> Tell me, I want to learn some more things about myself. Um, <laughs> um, when I was a kid, as Bambos already alluded to, I didn't hear the same from you. Like, I remember my dad once saying, like, in a very nasty type voice, Andy, I am God. The world revolves around me. He, he literally said it. And you use the words, the world revolves around my dad. I'm wondering to what degree was that an outspoken thing or did you just feel it in the house? I have felt it. You know, he never, he never said that. I mean, he always encouraged both me and my sister to kind of go out and see the world and listen to others. He's never kind of, he, uh, he's, he's always said that, but of course his action is a different thing, you know? Yeah. So when I, in particular, I would say when I was, when I reached my teens, I mean, uh, actually, funnily enough, I just went through, um, through the lockdown. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you go through all your stuff in the, in, in the storage. And I found some um, diaries from, from my teens and not very, not very exciting, but um, some things that really struck me there is like, I absolutely adored him. I mean, he was like a God to me. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing absolutely like wow until I was like 14 15 then you know it's a classic thing you know you want to break away break free find your identity and kind of you mm. want to kill your parents and well the parents how they are and you want to be adult adult and yeah. uh, and he really struggled with that mm. really struggled with that because he liked I guess it's the kind of love he had for both of us it's like wanting us to how to do and seek but then do it kind of on his terms <laughs> and uh yeah he really struggled with that so that that was a really really hard time i mean we were like that basically mm. 
Yeah, my dad and my dad and I are not. We, I didn't talk to him for ten years because when I went through my separating phase, yeah. it, because he was so uncomfortable with me separating, he lost the control yes. that he wanted over my life. So he yeah. took away all that he could, any yeah. finances, any loving support, and we didn't talk for ten years. Yeah. No, no, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's, I certainly would say we haven't had a time when we haven't spoken, but it's definitely been times where it has been very little contact. And, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, they, they, well, <laughs> actually, I can share this. So basically, you know, when you go off, you have your family and you kind of, yep, you, it, he, he struggled with doing that middle bit. You know, it's either whole thing control or no contact because yeah. then he can't really involve himself because he can't cope with that kind of like giving a little bit and letting, you know. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, but his way of, this is very interesting and symbolic. So his way of still feeling that he has a little bit of control was that he, um, as you know, he's a bit of a citizen of the world now. He doesn't, until quite recently, he didn't have a place where he was living, like a flat. No. Oh. Um, he's, he's trying to sell me on, on South Africa every every time I talk to him. Well, I mean, it's gorgeous down there. I have I have been to that place, actually. It's, it's yeah. fabulous. But, but what he then did is that, so he had a car here in the UK, and he has a car at my sister's. <laughs> and then what happened? What happened was that this excuse my language, bloody car became a, a controlling element in the relationship with him. So it's like, have you driven the car? Have you have you kind of like that? Oh, you can use the car. Just very generous. Like use the car how you want to. But have you have, have you driven it? Have you done this? And subconsciously, I behave like a child. So I'm not doing it. I don't know what it is. It's like, I just don't do it. It's my way of rebelling. So this blasted car, every time he came to visit me, didn't start. <laughs> so you had to go to the garage and to sort get of start. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's an interesting kind of symbolic thing that happens in terms of that control. And it, it's still, when you're an adult, it's still kind of a little bit subtly there, you know. Yeah, money. My dad used money as a massive control and a way of showing love, almost yeah. to make up yeah. for all of his inadequacies. It was like, uh, you know, or I remembered as a child, it was going to Disneyland because Disneyland yeah. was where we made up for all the sins of the past. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do, do you really think that he had yeah. the capacity? Because yeah. the way you're talking about yeah. it, it feels a bit like he was even conscious of how how he was behaving. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, let's talk about like for both my dad and what I know of Marie, yeah. Marie's dad, is that when he acts out, he's yeah. also aware in my in my experience with him mm -hmm. that this is not really appropriate behavior. Yeah. And then he does feel bad afterwards. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, wow. completely. Okay. It was a lot of remorse stuff afterwards, completely, yeah. As you were growing up, like I, I want to take you back to how, however young you were. Yeah. When when did you start discovering that maybe your father was different from other fathers? Oh, and, that's and, very... and and how did you deal with that? So good question. Um, I have to say, I probably knew that quite early on, but I put it down to my parents being quite young. Actually, my dad was only twenty when he had me, and my mom was nineteen. Uh, so they were always very kind of useful you know and and i remember because of my dad's kind of quirkiness my friends used to love coming to my yeah house. they actually enjoyed his company more than mine sometimes you know because he was just a bit wacky and i'd say my grand my children they uh, really love his quirkiness and his yeah. inappropriate comments in places yeah. you know because there's that generation in between but so i guess i yeah i mean quite early on but yeah, in terms of being different. But I, 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 when Andy was saying about being embarrassed in public, my God, yeah, both me and my sister, that was not great. Always, always having to kind of make a scene somehow, you know. Going always. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always still the, a scene. It still does, yeah. I can, I can remember like, like flash, even with your father. I mean, let's yeah. just like share one or two of the experiences I've yeah, got to sure. live with him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm at a hotel in some random country. I don't know where. Mm. He goes to the front desk and I'm standing next to him. Mm. And he says, and you might have had this experience as well, by the way. He so says, 
I want to have a phone call to wake me up in the morning. And they say, we can arrange that via the phone service. Just go on your phone and, um, and, uh, and just, you'll press two numbers and then it'll ask you to confirm. And then, well, you'll get a phone call at that time. He says, no, I want a person to call me. I'm sorry, sir. We don't do that. Oh, that was it. That was it. I have to get away from the microphone because it's going to get loud, Bob. He says, no. I want a phone call in the morning from someone at this desk. Like, no, no. Who, who's going to make that call? No. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Take it back. And so I'm sitting at the desk, sort of feeling my entire body fall yeah. under the table like a child again. Like, oh, that was my childhood. You yeah. know, like and the, now yeah. I know that this was the shared. When was this? This was yeah. like 15, 20 years ago. And how, how, how did, like, okay, so you're with this guy who's also bipolar. Yeah. How did that trigger you? Like, did it trigger you? Like, oh, wow, I'm with my dad right now? It triggered me like the, uh, the you know, the amygdala gets charged yeah. and you start to feel a regression into yourself of, I am embarrassed because I was also in the same company as this person. How can I caretake? Can I help the person behind the desk deal with this? Because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable not knowing that maybe he isn't able to interact in a way that is appropriate. So it became always about how can I help the situation? And, and that was, and I think what, what shifted for me in time was, hey, act however the fuck you want to act. That's your prerogative, you know? I mean, it wasn't, I didn't take any responsibility towards my dad, nor... Uh, you know, I, I actually have another story about your dad, but I'm going to leave that one for the moment. <laughs> oh, okay, now you're making me curious. <laughs> just give me a second, though. Sorry. Like what you ha- what you just shared. Yeah, it sounds like the Andy that wanted to make everything nice. Yes, was the manager. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So you you were becoming that little boy again. In, in oh moment. yeah, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 not unlike the little boy. The little boy like didn't didn't want to tell him, hey, dude, chill, because all of a sudden that would become the next thing he would get. So it was a fear of engaging the individual. So I'm trying to create the conditions that make it okay, so it'll work. So how did you attract her father into your life? (laughs) Oh, he was one of the uh, he he, he, her father uh, managed the country and I was responsible for all the countries. So I had to interact with her dad regularly as a kind of as a partner in terms of whatever the marketing activities were in that country. And let me make one thing clear. He was the person that I still have contact with, out, maybe of all that company. And I actually love this man. Yeah. So it's interesting because as much as I felt all those feelings, I also understand the heart of him, which is it's like a heart full of so much love and so much incapacity. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say you made peace with him when you finally made peace with your dad? No, no, I didn't see that. As, I think my dad, if, if I can speak, I needed something from my dad that he wasn't giving me. Mm-hmm. I could love him from a distance because I didn't need to deal with the other bullshit. So it was much easier for me to see his behavior, mm-hmm. take three deep breaths and say, thank God it's not my father. And then, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no, 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 <laughs> no! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, for sure. Oof. Like j- just being with both of you and just feeling into having that kind of father. Not that my father was like amazing, by the way. <laughs> His but, father was worse, by the way. Let's just get that clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by my standards, without a doubt. <laughs> but wow. When I shared that experience and then how, how was it for you to hear that? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it was a very good impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed the microphone away just to make sure we didn't blow each other's ears away. But I think actually what I was thinking while you were talking about that was how both me and my sister have similarities that we've sort of obviously been shaped by because of that, but also, we've reacted in different ways. So I, I guess, I mean, my thing has always been to be fiercely independent and really kind of, I really took up the fight with him. You know, I wasn't sort of like just being going to be sit there and sort of pretend nothing was happening. So I was, 
Whereas, and she's she's very good at remembering things from the past, and she remembers mo a lot of moments from my, when I was a teenager. And she was just sitting, I just tell say to him what he wants you to say, you know, in one of our many arguments. But I was deliberately not saying anything at all, passive aggressive or whatever. But so, but then what we've gone on to do in life since then, I mean. Of course, she chose a partner, which is the most wonderful, gorgeous partner. So she obviously wasn't the room. She's she's done a good choice in that. But um, but her her life has always been about nurturing and caring and healing and wanting every save the world. She's like a sheepdog, and I mean, I, I you know, she's probably going to listen to this as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful. No, I'm saying it out of love because you know it's more about how. Um, you know, in the sense that she's doing it, so she's actually making herself ill. Yeah, yeah, she's overdoing it. You know, right. and therefore that means that she can, she can't, she doesn't look after herself. She looks after everyone else. She wants to heal and save the world. You know, and I want to do that to a certain degree as well. But so that's why I'm into coaching, and I love listening to people. I love helping people. Yeah, you know, that again spills over into relationships. You know, before you know, sort of. Subsequent relationships, I've ended mm -hmm. up being, being a bit of a sort of wanting to help and heal, and and that's not a very good thing either. You know, so no. yeah. I went through four of those. All right, okay. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll learn a bit from you then. <laughs> <laughs> it really touched me when you said maybe she's going to watch this, and yeah, I, I'm I'm really aware that being on the yeah. talk show and talking about people who are in your life. Mm. Yeah. I, I have it myself. I know I might get a phone call from my family. It hasn't happened for a while now. Maybe they right. just stopped looking yeah. at the shows. But uh, yeah. how how are you like when you're with us right now? How are you processing? Hmm. Like, no, you, I am. Yeah, I'm fine actually. I am. I am an open book. I think. Um, yeah. No. No. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool. Hmm. You said something which I thought was funny as well that I could connect to, which was that quirky. Your dad was quirky, uh -huh. and the grandkids find grandpa quirky. Yeah. And I often found it interesting because if my friends came over to the house, mm. they thought Sammy was totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and then when when and 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 so it would be almost a foreign language to say no, the guy is. Uh, uh, you know, a raving lunatic at times, but, you know, but they didn't kind of get to see that side. Cause I also know, I know, and I also saw it of your dad as well. They mm -hmm. know how to put on a good face when they need to. Yeah. 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 Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And it's very, um, it's very black and white, you know, things. And from one moment it can be, Oh, he's just the most amazing person. I love him. It's just incredible. I mean, I've never met anything so, so amazing. And then the next day it's like, God, I can't stand the man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that. Oh, what, what oh wow. <laughs> so, what, what, what was the most insane yeah. interaction, like almost mm -hmm. to a blow up if I compare to Andy's mm -hmm. story that you've had yeah. with your father? Um, not insane. I would say there was a, uh, I am quite bad at remembering things, which is saying something about me, you know, maybe suppressing things. But um, I do remember a very poignant moment when it kind of like, it was probably when I was maybe 18, 19, <laughs> something like that. When I, I mean, because he, he used to be, uh, when I didn't do and say what he wanted me to do, and I obviously was a bit of an obnoxious teenager as well, so I'm not innocent, okay? But it just, he could not handle it. So he then went off his head and he maybe have said things that was really, really hurtful quite often, you know? And I do remember saying to him that actually, you know, I know that he will, he will always feel remorseful afterwards, like Andy was saying, but I said to him, you know, I mean, that's okay, but every time you do it, it leaves a scar you know, and, and you can't remove that. And after that moment, he actually did not uh, have too big kind of outburst. So that was a very poignant moment for me. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. You made him conscious of the consequences of his behavior. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The, um, one of the things you said, and I, I, I kind of want to go back to it about the car. Yeah. And so, 
in a weird in a weird way i when you i talked about m- my dad used money to control mm-hmm. and in a weird way i also kind of sense there's some degree of you know having that car kind of is some weird connection it's like i don't i i can't connect to you immediately but if i have the car there that's a reason to talk yes totally and it is uh it's also i think it's a symbolic thing for him obviously it's not conscious of it but a symbolic thing of leaving something with me and leaving something with my sister you know where we are you don't really you can rent a car and you can come here you know you don't have to have your own but yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of still having that connection mm. yeah mm. how did it feel to get if you ever had to in the middle between him and your mom mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, I would say that's probably the, uh, yeah, that's been, uh, <laughs> well, my situation was between them, you mean, or in terms of. I would of, say, I would yeah. say, how did you navigate, because mm-hmm. they, they did separate, mm-hmm. and, and you, I know I had to go through my parents' divorce, and I know that there was certain, it was a struggle as a child yeah. in, him being the way he was and mom of course she had her own issues so how was it navigating that separation yeah yeah (laughs) that's not a big subject um um yeah i mean i guess i've always had a very sort of caring side over my mom but i suppose because of the relationship they had now in terms of you know, it's not about putting blame or anything like that, but because of the personality he had, he had, you know, I would say low self-esteem, which might mm. go with a letter combination. I don't know, but he has low self-esteem. And my mother was always a very sort of like very glamorous, attractive girl. And, you know, he was quite jealous. Not, I don't think he maybe consciously was jealous, but he sort of put her down a lot, you know, in, in front of us. And, um, and I suppose it's because I kind of, adored him as a person um, and I adored my mum as well but the way that he was talking and being with her it kind of almost I feel you know I felt almost colored by that you know maybe uh, it wasn't uh, I mean I loved my parents both very much and I had a very good relationship with both of them but now in hindsight I probably feel as if I kind of didn't I put him too high there and my mother too much here Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, And uh, for me, personally, I think it's the fact that my mother was how she was, is that I am not completely bonkers, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, she's had a a beautiful, or had a beautiful sort of feminine, nurturing, um, sort of like giving both me and my sister lots of love. And, you know, that he did as well, but in a different way, you know, so... Well, it's, it's it, when I look at both of you, he he was mommy's boy and you were dad's girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, That's and right. I, and I'm not sure if you were if you were born into a male body, if you would have the same experience, of course. Well, I think if I was a boy, I almost 100 percent sure that they wouldn't be talking. <laughs> he wouldn't be talking like that. I don't think so, because it's that competitiveness as well, you know, in terms of. Yeah, the self-esteem and the kind mm. of... I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, it's... Um, um, I think, you know, actually my... I, I've, I've always felt... I've never felt uh, sort of um, that I haven't been loved by him, but I do remember he had already got a name for before I was born. It was a, it was a, one of the names of a football player. <laughs> Sadly, he had to call me um, a girl's name. No, so, um, but, you know, encouraging both me and my sister to do all the, all the boys' things, the sport. We're very sporty, both of us, and, and sort of, uh, you know, just because we're a girl shouldn't stop us from doing whatever we want to do. So that's been a really good, good thing from him. Mm. Wow. Yeah. As Bambo alluded to, I actually interestingly had the the mm-hmm. challenge and the divorce was that my dad would speak yeah. poorly about my mother, mm-hmm. and and he would do so with even vulgar language. So mm-hmm. it it was it was different because I had my mom on the pedestal, so I always felt like I had to protect her. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't he didn't 
by doing that, he didn't uh, color my views on her. He yeah. forced me to take a position as a young child to defend this yeah. woman who I yeah. really uh, elevated way too high. Mm. Way too high is yeah. judgment, but mm. yeah, it's... Uh, no, no, I understand. Yeah, 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 I understand that. I think, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of their actual divorce, I don't have that feeling, but it's more in terms of their relationship throughout. There was sort of that that kind of imbalance, I guess. But the divorce, yeah. um, we try to stay out of uh, that, you know, <laughs> as much as you can. We were, I mean, I had moved away from home, actually, when they were divorcing. Oh, that, so. that's good. I had to go. I was 10 years old, so I had a lot of years yeah. of the tension between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, every, time, every time my dad spoke to my mom, she would mm. cry. So yeah. as a kid... Mm. It was oh. really, really hard because yeah. it, I, I would, I would even remember feeling anger towards my mom. Like, yeah. why are you talking to him if it always yeah. ends that way? So it was like this weird, yeah. like uh -huh. just frustration. Like, you know, this is going to happen, and 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 I can't protect you from that sort of feeling. So now yeah. you're now you're bringing it to you just by you know, don't call, don't call. You know, like in that weird, like childhood caretaking yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. No, no, completely. Yeah, I totally get that. Yes. Mm. This this question might be for both of you, but when your parents met, mm -hmm. like, did did your mother know what she was saying yes to when she said I do, and of course, vice versa for you? Like, were they aware of? In your case, Marie, my this man is bipolar, and I love him. Mm, well, my mother was only nineteen, you know, so no, yeah. and. Uh, um, also, <laughs> she actually got pregnant with me quite early on. I know that wasn't <laughs> said. That it's not the reason why we got married. No. And I mean, they had a, they had a lot of love as well. They just had a really tumultuous relationship, which kind of just escalated into more negative than positive in the end. Yeah. So uh, we are in the same camp again. Mm. Is that? Uh, you know, both my eldest brother and m myself are both accidents. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, uh, it, it, it was a shotgun marriage. <laughs> and not a, not a clean one because my dad, yeah. outside of being bipolar, he was also Jewish and my mom was Catholic. Oh, so, wow. so both, both families disowned mm. the other families. So wow. so they wouldn't talk to each other for the first years of the marriage yeah. because they didn't marry within the religious uh, mm. segment. Yeah. And then it was only with the grandchildren that yeah. um, that the, of the family started to kind of come back into the fold. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, exactly. I mean, it's like, so, okay, so why... Why is um, our father's bipolar? You know, that's an interesting story in itself. And that's a journey yeah. I've been playing around with for a while now. Yeah. So more recent story with your father. Mm -hmm. Your father comes to visit me in yeah. Amsterdam not so long ago. When was this? I mean, not so long. Call it eight years ago. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> seven, eight years ago. I don't know what it was. I it was, was like, huh? Yeah. Let's <laughs> say he, he comes to visit and... Yeah. We sit down at the restaurant at the mm -hmm. table. Do I need to move this away? <laughs> no, no, no. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't as loud. I think he's softened in his old age. He still. He still acts out, but he knows how not to make it too much of a problem for the people around him. That's what I'd say. I don't know if that's the way you've experienced him, but that's how I've experienced uh, yeah. your your dad in his old age. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but he, he comes and we sit down, and he asks for a water. Mm. And they say, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to charge you for that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Only in Amsterdam. And then he said, no, no, I just want tap water, just mm -hmm. just tap water. Yeah. I know, and we're going to have to charge you for that. Oh, yeah. And and you could feel the table start to vibrate. Like it was like the tension. Like it's like it's building. Like what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? It's kind of that same childhood feeling, like I have a very acute sensitive meter and I'm like, whatever it is gonna be, it's not gonna be good. And then um and then it kind of went to that moment 
And then yeah. he and then he just said, we are not going to be eating here. We are not going to eat here. Yeah, just on principle, I will not eat at this restaurant. Yeah. So so we're all kind of sitting at the table, all settled in, maybe having a bite of the bread already. And then we're like, OK, now we got to stand up and we got to walk out, you know, and just. And you did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just laughed. I mean, there was no. If I had had to sit at that table with him in that state, that would I would have, you know, you couldn't have paid me enough money for that. No. And my wife, right? Because my wife, yeah. Yeah. she hasn't she hasn't experienced bipolar. You know, she hasn't. She does. So she's looking at your dad's behavior, mm. sort of like Andy. It's a glass of water, and yeah, it's a bit stupid, but it didn't need to make the night so so tense. No. And yeah. No, no, exactly. Sort of affects absolutely. It's like a. I often see it a bit like a black hole, you know, if there's a little bit of a problem in his life, he gets sucked in. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. beautifully said. It's the black hole. If, if it, the whole yeah. vortex, it pulls everything in and then mm-hmm. you're now in the middle of, like you said, the center of the universe, it becomes yeah. the center of the universe. Do you, do you know what? I'm sitting here and I'm mm-hmm. feeling him. Yeah. Like when you shared this story and I don't, I don't find that absurd. No. Like, I I I'm I love service mm. yeah. and and I I also come from Cyprus and a lot of restaurants mm. when you walk in it feels like a family yeah. and living in this part of the world mm. it it feels like like I, I example I mm. walked into a restaurant today with a client of mine called yeah. Sla it's vegetarian mm. really nice food yeah. and you know, I, I couldn't eat everything in, in the menu. And, you know, they'll take it out and then they're not going to replace it with something else, but they'll charge you extra for some other ingredients. Mm, mm. And I left feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And then I walked into my other favorite venue, which is called Delicious Foods. Yeah. And it, I got this contrast of service, friendliness, like here's a cookie, try this, we just baked it. And there was all this love and my, my client loved this. And, he, and, and I felt, oh, I want to spend money here. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. we left. And because I had that contrast, when I went home, I wrote Delicious Foods, an amazing review. And I wrote yeah. the other restaurant a little bit, my experience with them. Yeah. And I mm. told them, take this, mm. not feedback on the people working your shop, but feedback yeah. on the management. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. I got an email back wanting to compensate. I mean, like, there's nothing to compensate. Just okay. if yeah. if you if you want mm. people like me at least to continue yes. coming to you, then something has to yeah. change up here. Yeah, yeah. But you know that completely. I, I totally agree with you. I, feel, I he has a point, but the problem is he hasn't got a filter and he doesn't have a way of <laughs> delivering the message in a good way. <laughs> I, I, exactly. That's not what I touched. I was like, Bambus, you got a great point actually, because I mm. thought. I also, everyone at the table thought it was bullshit. So it actually, if it was me and I I just play it out, role play it, I would be like, you know what, guys? Mm. I have to admit, if I sit here any longer, I just won't feel good because I just feel like I'm rewarding bad service. I don't want to do that. So if you guys are okay with that, I'd love to just leave and then we'll find another place to eat. Here's a nickel for the bread. Like, like, like that, that way of interacting would have connected all of us. We would have felt part of the team. Like, you're right. This is bullshit. The whole night would have been great. We would have all been connected. And the other is like, Okay, when's the volcano going to explode? How far is it going to go? Is it going to embarrass us to the fact that we don't even we want to crawl out with our heads like this? Or is it, you know, like that's the that's the other uh, experience. So when I hear you speak, when 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 something triggers him, he gets a tunnel vision where he only focuses on that. And he's not really thinking about how his energy impacts everyone around him, including the people he's with. You could not have put it. So in that way, the world evolves around him. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's also going back to the amygdala. That's what he has got a super active amygdala. You know, Mm. you can just like do a little bit like that. It's like explodes, basically. It's um, he's very responsive to just when I some like one of my favorite stories with Andy's father. And and I want to check him if this is something similar for you is. Andy, I think, said, I love you or something. And then he said, stop trying to manipulate me. And to some degree, degree, like, 
his mm. father could see bullshit on a, on a, on mm. a level where others would yeah. not go there. And I'm yeah. wondering how was, yeah. was that for you in your relationship with your dad? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's always been incredibly warm actually and very emotional. Um, my dad, mm. Mm. um, may, um, he, yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. He's incredibly, I suppose, astute in terms of that. Definitely. 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 Don't, yeah. don't, don't beat around the bush. He knows how to get what he wants from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did he get from you, Andy Shaler? You know, because I was the marketing guy. So he always found a way to ingratiate me, make me feel loved and cared for. And then, Andy, can you do me a favor and fly over for three days and do something I don't want to do? <laughs> yes, of course I do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no definitely. Yeah, manipulative. Oh. Totally, yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, as we speak, you know, for years, your father would say to me that you and I have to meet because we're so similar. Yeah, I've and met my twin. <laughs> exactly. And I laughed and, you know, you know and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So that, to be with you now, it kind of cracks me up how right he was. It was like, oh, yeah, I, you were really uh, you were yeah. I probably told him stories of my dad. And he's like, oh, shit, you're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have to say when I read when you sent over the script of your book, it was a lot of things that resonated with me in there definitely yeah yeah i could see that i i, I also want to say that as i'm hearing you guys talk about your fathers mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of questioning was my dad bipolar <laughs> 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 i'm really i'm i'm not i'm being serious now like yeah. uh, like if he would get a parking ticket yeah. He 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 really like he would go black like he would see black we say in greek yeah. and I remember the cop was leaving the car as he got gave my dad the fine. And then my dad pretended to take the cop's numbers and the cop was coming back and my dad drove off. And as we were driving off, the cop jumped on his bike, but he fell. And then my father was honking and laughing. <laughs> like, and we're in the car now as kids witnessing this. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And he's like, let's go get some food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and and I remember the police knocking on our door like a couple of hours later, and you know there there were consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Was I mean, it's it's all sorts of different. Uh, what is it that you can apply to OCD or with bipolar, OCD, ADHD? I mean, it's like we're all individuals, but um, you know, that kind of behavior can come from all sorts of different. Yeah, that's the hard thing because we diagnose yeah. it and we think yeah. we know a person or we actually can, but we, we're pointing at a certain behavior and that behavior has a clinical name and maybe yeah. neither of them were bipolar. Maybe they had some yeah. other strange thing that made them very similar, but regardless, mm. they, they didn't yeah. know, they didn't know how to adapt to cultural norms, which maybe meant they were far more advanced than any one of the, any one of us. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, so yeah. what are the what are the qualities then of someone that has bipolar? Like, what are the like? You're like, oh, if a person has these qualities, then you know that they're bipolar. Oh, that's a good question. I haven't really sort of. I mean, if there's someone who's an expert listening into this, they're probably. <laughs> I mean, I always associate it with extreme behaviors, extreme. Yeah arbitrary changes immediately which go to very harsh and loud and aggressive and then deep shame regret remorse and it's almost like this this you know when my dad would take drugs i don't know if your dad was ever was ever medicating to calm this in himself but no, no. when my dad would medicate it would all even out and he'd say that he didn't feel alive so yeah. i numbing it yeah mm. yeah he was numbing that that mm. that pulse so what i what i found funny it was like this funny thing so when you take drugs mm. everyone lives in peace <laughs> but you don't feel good but when you take when you get off those drugs everyone is in a deep pain but and you feel really but good. you feel really good <laughs> yes yeah, so, oh i mean i'm thinking bipolar and that's kind of more of a sudden kind of switch of personality but then, I mean, what about bipolar in terms of being longer term, kind of like low and then being sort of in a in a good space, low in a good space? I mean, is that not more bipolar than maybe the 
the instant kind of like triggers maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, I did see depression clearly also in my dad as prolonged as part of his journey. So I think he took different drugs at different times for whatever he was experiencing. And and we have Jessica who was on the show uh, and she's been on the show a few times uh, just chiming in, said lots of diagnoses have trauma underlying. So clearly, you know, a lot of times when we look at things, we're not actually Mm -hmm. – acknowledging that that's a be reaction to a, a trauma that's occurred. And Completely. She says, by, yeah. And by the way, diagnosis is not possible. There's no scientific ground for no. DSM. I don't know what DSM is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, no, absolutely. I mean, that's why, you know, in a way I'm, I'm fascinated to um, sort of understand the, so I actually am working with a Jungian psychotherapist. I've been working with him for, he's not just that, he's a guide. He's a, he's also a teacher. He's actually yeah. a father as well. Nice. <laughs> but um, We're big but young we, lovers here. Say again, sorry. We're, we're big young lovers here. I drive yeah. Bombos, I, I drive him crazy with the same quote over and over again. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean. I, you know what the quote like, is, Bambos? No, what's that? What's that? A problem cannot be solved. No, that's an Einstein. You always do the Einstein one. <laughs> no, it's the uh, until we make the unconscious conscious, it'll define our lives and we'll call it fate. You know, give, that's give me the, a second. Give me a second. <laughs> he's going to write it. He's going to record it. <laughs> Andy Shaler. <laughs> Say this again. Okay, for, for posterity's sake. And so Bambos will remember it next time I pointed him. Until we make the unconscious conscious, it will define our lives and we'll call it fate. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. I'm going to post that shit. Yeah, here. no, but I mean, really, I think that my journey is like, where am I not seeing? And then I'm looking into mm-hmm. deeper aspects of what it is I might not be aware of at any given moment, right? That sure. that that wonder of, of life. Mm. You said, and I thought that was interesting a second ago, and I'd love to touch it again, is that the sensitivity mm-hmm. of your dad was very high. When, when you, you said, how was his bullshit meter? And what I found interesting, because I I think I'm very similar to my dad in this way, just how we've manifested it is different, is Mm -hmm. that he could sense very clearly, like your dad, I believe, can sense very clearly when somebody isn't being honest or they're not being genuine or they're not sincere. Mm -hmm. Like he can see that and and, and he can see it so much, but he will not be sincere, my dad, you know, or your dad per se, per se. And, yeah. but, Sorry, he, that's... but he <laughs> would judge the hell out of the fact that you're not that way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Very judgmental. Extremely judgmental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's, it's so funny, though. When, like when you're speaking. Yeah. It's like a- Andy's also super sensitive. Like he will, I'll often hear him say that I, I don't really listen to what people say, but he's mm-hmm. always feeling yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the vibration Bye. of the voice. And then there might be like a like a hold of breath, like whoop. And then he's like, "Oh, what's going on there?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you could talk. I mean, you go to sleep, and that's like, "Oh, what? That's what was that?" Jesus, you know, we met we met eight years ago, and I was going through mm-hmm. making peace with anger and violence, mm. right? Because in my life, yeah, I never had a problem with those things. No, like. Like I would act on them and not think it, there's something wrong because that's yeah. how I grew up. Mm. And, and Andy would sit in a corner, I remember, like in this building downstairs, like sitting like this, just not. <laughs> and I'd be like ranting and ranting. And then and then he would stand up as soon as I would say something. Like, <laughs> so so now, I, now I'm getting that flashback of, of mm. how he interacted. And of, and of course, eventually he really helped me find peace with those. Yeah. qualities in a point that there's love right. for them yeah well i mean it's not bad to to be angry in fact if you're not angry you're probably suppressing it and uh you know yeah. i mean it just needs to be channeled in a sort it of needs to be channeled in a way that doesn't destroy it. so yeah is it safe that dad is going to watch this show is it safe to say that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, would you have any let's put it the question also differently would you have any anxiety if he would watch this show no no not me neither. Well, actually, I wanted to say, if he's watching, what would you want to share with him? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, I think that he probably is. He has been um, uh, punishing himself a lot in terms of the effect of 
of his behavior and how he's been. I think he's he has felt really guilty. I mean, maybe now he's kind of like whatever, you know. I don't know, but but I I mean, I suppose you know these are the kind of things that I work with my guide on. You know, if I said something to him, what would it be, and why would I need to say something? And I mean, I want to say to him that you know he doesn't. I've never felt negative really about him. Mm. I've had hard moments, um, but I'm not someone who feels oh he's he was horrible. It's because of him and da da da. It's not. You know, I am who I am, and I'm kind of happy about that. It's just that to be aware of how I react and stuff like that. But no, I never feel. I I want him to know that he's not. Um, he he doesn't have to feel bad about anything. You know. So, Dad, if you're watching, you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel yeah. bad. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what I'd like to. I like something that you didn't say here. Yeah. Is that, okay. Dad? You're forgiven. Ah, right. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't forgive if I haven't actually kind of like made. Why, why do you forgive? Because no, no. So I, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to confuse it. Sorry. I feel bad a little bit. What the mm. just to make sure that you yeah. don't need to forgive because mm. there's nothing to forgive. That that yeah. that's sort that's of the right. point. Yeah. Mm. No, that's I right. love that you caught that. Because yes. I've often found that a lot of times people say, oh, I forgive you. And then all of a sudden it becomes this wonky, oh, yeah. like we're, we're now like you did a bad thing and now you need to be. Uh, at... yeah. yeah. So it's really sweet the way you phrased it. That was unconsciously done, by the way. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And yeah. and that if you're watching, you can see Andy and Mary get along just fine. Yes. You're a great <laughs> matchmaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can tell you if you're watching out there, I love you. I've always uh, had this feeling that the sensitivity that you carry, I've always seen and understood very deeply. And that edginess is something that I've actually kind of found sweet and beautiful about you. And I also realize that I need to be conscientious of the other people that I bring into your sphere if they don't understand that possibility. So I, I, I don't like to... Uh, surprise people and then make them feel uncomfortable. Like, wow, where did that come from? So that's uh, the way I've tracked it in myself. But um, he's one of the few people that if he calls and says he's coming to town, then I block my calendar and I just make sure that there's time to spend time Mm. together. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He will, he would do it. He, He gets very upset when people don't do that. You're right. He does. (laughs) Yeah. He he interprets it as they're avoiding him. The one thing you said about your dad, and I also experienced it with my dad, you Mm. used the word low self-esteem. And that was a quality that I very much saw in my dad as well. And I see it in your your dad because he would say, he wrote me a message a few years ago. It was the most random message. I, I can probably find it back because... Yeah, <laughs> seven years ago, or I don't know. I mean, I have to look, but I just want to go there. If it's, mm-hmm. it was this message out of the blue, and mm-hmm. I haven't spoken into him in in some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never hold our phones on this show. It's the first time, just to uh, say. <laughs> I, I actually, I guess he got he he left Facebook. Maybe um, he. So I'll paraphrase it just yeah. for the simplicity. He says to me, Andy, what have I done wrong? We have not spoken, and uh, I, 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 I'm taking the full load of the fact that we haven't is that you, uh, because of our last meeting, hold something against me. Are you right? And I want you to know, or whatever, but the, he really wrote a story of why it was we weren't speaking because of the things yeah. that, you know, weren't. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, um, and then I think I called him and said, why are you being such an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's so funny like as i'm hearing andy share this story right yeah mm-hmm. in, in the time that we've mm-hmm. had this uh, mentor yeah. relate he's been mentoring mm-hmm. me he he said even if you have an argument with someone mm-hmm. and you see them a week later and yeah. maybe they're a bit grumpy never assume that mm-hmm. it's about you don't make it about yourself he said like m- meet them where they are and just check in how they're doing and most of the right. time you you'll see yeah. that it's com- nothing to do with you. And as I hear you say the story, it feels like you had that lesson because of your father. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So now I'm getting to the source of all your uh, teaching, your, yeah. all your wisdom, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you've actually made me more conscious of why and how I'm working in ways I wasn't even aware. I didn't, I didn't associate it a lot with how my dad and how I was responding to mm. being raised by him. But it is very much connected to that. And, and you said something else, which is was really important for me, was the loving energy of my mom, the full acceptance, yeah. the full like I, I I could not have felt any more loved by my mom or supported. Like mm-hmm. like the like the world is fine because mm-hmm. she'll always be there to support me no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt that so deep in in my heart that when she died, yeah, I, I really lost the one mm-hmm. thing in my life that gave myself a foundation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Which led to me leaving the U.S. at 20, never to return to live. I mean, yeah. I had I have nothing more here. After mom yeah. died, it really felt like that was it. I lost everything that meant something to me in yeah, that yeah. In, in in life. Yeah, poignant and, moment. And then yeah. you ran. Then I ran. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, I've been uh, uh, also uh, when you said don't take things personally. Um, I'm sure you must have read the book by. Miguel something he is the four agreements where he talks very where he talks about uh, even when someone gets gives you a compliment don't take it personally because it's what's going on in that other person's life you know if they're saying something amazingly kind to you it's probably because well it could be because they want something back or it could be because something there's something that's happening in their life and, and the same thing the other way around um i really yeah. found you to be a sweet guest marie Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't take that personally. I was testing you to see if you were holding to the four agreements. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a good actress, you know. I want to make you feel good. That, that's his, that's his quirky humor. That's daddy humor right there. That's yeah. taken right out of dad's playbook. Um, I'd love to bowl along in South Africa is with us every day. And I never want to not bring him on to share he said, for three, for three years, I had a friend who was bipolar. And when we met, he told me that he is bipolar and I should not be surprised when he acts strange. He never acted strangely in all that time. His family tells me I'm lucky because he's difficult <laughs> to live with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Mm. Well, I think, you know, I mean, for me, it's more about we in society, we have a very narrow slither of what's normal. You know, I mean, that's what. If you're falling outside of that little narrow slither, you know, you're either you have all sorts of different labels. I think, why yeah. don't we widen that more and just sort of accept people for who they are? You know, it's. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The one thing, you know, we got in contact because you have tangential contact with with Russell Brand. And I was mm-hmm. flogging to see if you could pu- pu- put my book in front of him. But I, Russell Brand, Russell, if you're watching, we want you. We want you as a guest. Wonderful Kels you're wants get you. No viewership. <laughs> no one is going to care. But we would love to have you. That should be enough. Um, the the thing that I wanted to share about it was that the one thing I've always appreciated in his message is yeah. that he's like living in an alternate universe and he's speaking from the alternate universe with a society that does not have any comprehension of what he's pointing at. Not, not no comprehension, but it isn't ready to deal with a lot of the things he's talking about, which I've just found, uh, I found it courageous and Mm -hmm. I found it really beautiful because I always think if you're holding a space, which is contrary to what the people in your environment are holding and you're not letting go you're giving mm-hmm. them a gift that they can't quite understand at that moment. And, and that's what I've, what I've found. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I, I, what I like about him is, you know, I, I don't have, I don't know him at all, but he lives in, in just the outskirts of Henley. And um, mm-hmm. I took my daughter to one of, it's a little, he sometimes comes and does stuff in churches here, you know, like a little show for local people. And my daughter absolutely adores him. She thinks he's just the bee's knees. Mm. And um, I've obviously been sort of talking to her about being a young woman and this and that, you know, in my own language. And it goes in one ear and out the other. But he's using the right language for that group of um, age age group. And he's cool and he's hip. And I think he's doing a wonderful job in that in yeah. that way. No. And uh, so, so that to me is is what I really like about him. He still and he's, and he's not and he's not boring to listen to. <laughs> he's not boring. He no. he he, he he's like <laughs> cele- celebrating as he's speaking, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, he, he does still have a really big ego, even though he would like to sort of. <laughs> really, he was, standing, think... he was standing in the in the Messiah chair, you know, in the church with a looking like a, a Buddha from. A... <laughs> but he was also playing the role, so it was quite. Funny. Yeah, I think he knows sometimes. He, but he actually walked past me on Amsterdam of, about a year ago, maybe oh, uh, right? before before COVID. Yeah, right before COVID, he just walked on the by, street downstairs, and then I just walked up to him and I said, "Hey, I'm just grateful." for yeah. you know what mm. you're doing in the world yeah. and that and that was i walked away and i thought you know he might think that i actually gave a shit about what he films or his movies not realizing what i was really appreciative of no, you know right. yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows what anyone thinks but yeah, yeah i was he, uh he hasn't made a lot of movies yeah okay well regardless he's quite approachable, he's quite approachable actually when you speak mm. when you go up and speak to him yeah well thank you for at least acknowledging the book and trying to put it somewhere in his direction so i'm grateful for that that was really sweet of you to even offer that um i uh i can't tell you how much this show has meant to me it has been it was really really fun and weird and Mm -hmm. and i think when i was closing my eyes thinking i'm gonna invite someone on to talk about their father and we've never discussed their father it was it was one of those weird eccentric ideas i had no idea where it would bring me but i obviously am uh, just grateful that you 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 agreed to take the trip not knowing me (laughs) <laughs> did, yeah. did you, you Murray, have any discoveries about yourself through this interaction? Um, please, please say yes. Everyone else says no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, apart from that, it's lovely to speak to someone who's gone through exactly the same thing. You know, I, that, I haven't really had that before. So that's kind of quite reassuring. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice. That's really lovely. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what happens in the next chapter, but we'll talk about that off air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As if we could see each other's lives because we have so many parallels. It's really, really sweet. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, You're so much older than me, aren't you? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Bambos. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Thank yeah, you. all we can say is grateful for you to oh. come and be with us. It was really great. Thank and so to Daddy... Thank you for being you. And we love that you allowed us to talk about our experiences with you for the hour. So we love you as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a beautiful show that was. Yeah. It's really weird for me to, we've been working together for eight years. Yeah. And, it's a bit like a paradox, like everything that was on that end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you took it and used it as a tool yeah, to make sense of the world and, and, to, and to, oh, this doesn't work when it's like that, so we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly, it was a progressive thing, right? But dad's influence was very big because we always talk about take the thing you struggle with most, and that is... That is the, call it your greatest opportunity or your greatest threat. So when you integrate it and you find the, it's like the the clam or that's sh- whatever with the, the dirt that's turned into a pearl, like it's that pearl that you get after you like grind away at the dirt that's agitating. Mm. And uh, and yeah, I do really feel the pearl. I, I, what I, What was fascinating and I said on the show is that I didn't realize that there were more pearls than I was aware of. I kind of saw different things, but as she spoke, I didn't realize that this, you know, I, I would always call it being like chameleon. Like I feel comfortable talking to the homeless guy and talking to the CEO. And I don't see a big difference between those two. And it's just the way I always felt like it was part of me, but I didn't realize that as I'm making an assumption is that that really was a byproduct of negotiating very complicated uncomfortable situations as a kid yeah so andy we can do a show with you now my father was bipolar yeah exactly (laughs) it'll just be a copy of this show it's a wonderful chaos we like it that way